Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Cassett, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brogy. Hey there, I am so glad to um, be able to do this podcast, and today I have Kessid joining me, and I'm so glad because you all, if you, for those of you who keep up with the podcast and who listen to it every week, and I hear from a lot of you, and I know that you, uh, some of you cannot wait for the new episode to drop every week, and I know lately you've been listening to a series that I taught at, uh, in our women's ministry at our church on Wisdom Calls, and I have loved hearing from y'all even about that that when you have just different things from that series that has ministered to you and helped you with whether it's your perspective or whether it's um, practical application in your day-to-day life. I'm so thankful um, to have a part in equipping women to live fully, to live fully for the Lord. And so I'm grateful for that. But it's always so, so fun for me to be able to talk to my girls and hear from them. And it's the last time I had one of them on the podcast. It was Grace Anna. And we talked about what it's like to transition from summer to fall and, and, uh, getting from a more relaxed, uh, schedule of summertime to more structure with school starting back up. And, and of course, with all the children's, um, activities and schedules and things like that. And so we're going to talk about that with Kessid today. And then along with that, a few of you have written and somebody wanted to know about, um, somebody said, we're having a lot of whining going on in our house, especially (laughs) from one of our children. Any recommendations on how to handle whining? And and then another uh, woman wrote and just said, hey, would you and the girls be willing to tackle eating healthy for God's glory and how to balance taking care of yourself without becoming vain. Well, I don't know about you, Kessa, but I, I'm, oh, I'm I, no matter how old I get, I'm still vain. <laughs> I mean, as the wheels come off, proverbially, it's getting harder not to be you know, concerned with that. But, I know, and yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, yeah, let me try oh, this oh, wrinkle oh. cream. <laughs> let me try. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, exactly. of course, oh, I, I just saw a new smooth smoothie recipe and it's supposed to really make your skin shine and and this is supposed and it's to... so funny too because you kind of go back and forth between like okay i've put i've put a special face wash and now a special serum and now i've got on this moisturizer you know just all of this hair and then sometimes you run out of the house in the morning and you forget like I, I don't even know if I brushed my hair and you catch a glimpse of yourself and like the reflection of the car and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm like Medusa out here. Anyway. Don't they make sunglasses consistent. that cover your whole face? <laughs> I, I should get some giant sunglasses and a, and a ball cap. I should also carry a ball cap. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. But um, yeah, I, no, these, it's funny because we were talking just for a minute ahead of time about how doing the transition from summer to fall and whining and trying to eat healthy are all together very real and related in so many ways uh, because the like 
the more casual summertime routine. Now, I've got to say, summer, this summer was busier than any summer I ever remember. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that was my fault in planning or just the ages of the kids or, or what it was. But I do joke every time in the summer, the stuff that we do that's kind of uh, learning or school related is about the amount of homeschooling that I really wanted to do in the first place. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's just like review a few math facts and let's just have this book we're reading together and mm-hmm. go outside. And I, it's just like, it's so dreamy. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're talking about the the Great Pyramid of Giza and what year was it constructed? And I, I don't. And you're like, okay, I know. That's the reality. I mean, it can be fun, and I am Lord willing working on that. But um, when you real and you realize too, all the things you didn't learn in your own, you think, well, I don't remember ever learning this. <laughs> Oh, 100%. 100 yes, I'm sure 110%. I was taught a lot of these things, but I don't remember. Well, maybe, or maybe I wasn't. Kind of a, a, a fun thing. Like, some of it, I'm like, I know I wasn't. Some of it now, I'm at the point where I have kids, you know, going multiple times through periods of history where I'm like, wow, I really am starting to get this, which Mm -hmm. is fun. It's like, Mm -hmm. we've done ancient civilization. Mm -hmm. I remember a lot of this, and I feel more equipped um, to teach it to my younger kids. So thanks, Lois, again, for letting me just kind of... Practice on you. You know, blindly grow along, yes, and practice on you. Yes, Um, yes. We have to have the practice children. (laughs) I know. Well, she and she likes to be like, oh, you know, they get this and that better. I was like, listen, Lois, you got the first fruits of my energy. I am getting tired and worn down, and you got, like, the most energetic, maybe not the wisest, but certainly the most energetic version of myself. So, Well, well I, think you're, you're welcome. I think I've heard Jeremy say, which is, for those of you listening, that's Kesset's hus- husband, and he's my firstborn. And I, and then there's almost 12 years between between Jeremy and my lastborn. And I know sometimes <laughs> I've heard him say, uh, this is like a different home <laughs> than when I was <laughs> The thing he loved, he loved to complain about was uh, coming home and there being like numerous name brand cereals in the cupboard. <laughs> And he was like, wait a minute, Jameson, this, I mean, this is, we've been married for a while now. Like Jameson was living at home when we were first married. Jameson gets like his choice of name brand cereals. And when I was a kid, we only got, he says it was like in a yellow box. It was Mm -hmm. not name brand. It was like, they, you know, place of oats or... That's right. Cass said that was part of the homeschool uh, curriculum. You had to be able to read to know what you were eating. <laughs> so, um, so, you know. So, that poor child with a non-name brand cereal. I know. I think those boxes <laughs> came from maybe Bilo. I don't know. It was like, the, it was a store brand. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, but then, oh, I could, then I could say, you know, well, I didn't even ever have cereal when I was a kid that I remember. I don't ever remember eating eating cereal as a kid so yeah. you know so, i know it's just life so sorry not sorry that's right so, <laughs> I feel like thinking about transition there was um for us a real like aha moment in the midst of getting back so what it looked like for us this fall so we went from you know summer to 
um, homeschooling the youngest three, and my oldest daughter is going to a, a classical Christian school that we're really grateful for. She's in high school now, mm-hmm. um, and but it's not close because there are other schools closer. But this was the one that we were really excited um, about. Yeah, excited about and felt. I guess I mean excited might be a strong word. It <laughs> right. is a great school. Mm-hmm. I really like having her home with me, so I was, it was a little begrudging. Right, um, sure. but I felt like this is a good. It, I, I felt like um, not kinship, but maybe with the families there, and they were doing a real continuation of the classical education we were doing, and they weren't just like a Christian school. They're like they want Christ honored in everything they mm. do like it is it's it's very intentionally strong um strongly god honoring mm. and i i'm thankful so i'm driving like 40 minutes to get there which feels insane so i'm up at like 6 a.m getting things ready then you know getting lois up getting her out the door coming back and homeschooling three mm-hmm. kids so mm-hmm. it's um it's busy and she's doing soccer afterwards and physical things with them, to keep them busy, and I, it's just, um, they're all four doing musical theater again, mm-hmm. so there's, it went from like, we're going to go to the pool and swim, to <laughs> we are going hard and fast all, all day, from before the sun comes up until after the sun goes down, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny, the other night, Jeremy was working later, and I think it was like 9 p.m., and I think he was on his way home from work, and I just texted him and said, I'm going to sleep right now. <laughs> it's not bad. It's good. We've had a great day, but I am so tired. Mm-hmm. And just, I think that's kind of how it is. It's like it is so full, mm-hmm. and it is so full of good things, and it's exhausting. That's right. Um, but with the kids, I was sitting with one of my kids as we were starting to do more schoolwork, you know, and just getting into the year. And she was whining. She was complaining <laughs> every step of the way, just like hitting it, hitting it. And I was like, I'm, I'm about to burn this house down. Like, I am done with this. And I reprimanded her. I said, you know what? Work is a gift. Mm-hmm. It is a gift from the Lord that we have meaningful work to do in our day. Right now, this is what he's given you, and it is a kindness to you. And so, you know, how dare you grumble against the Lord for this good gift that he's given you? So I'm saying this to her, and then I'm thinking, oh, that, that, that applies to me too. Like this child shepherding her through the work she has to face, that is God's gift to me. Mm-hmm. And I have... Um, just more and more as I, I know people who are, are getting older and retiring and even talking to me about still longing to have meaningful work. And, mm-hmm. and I um, have a friend we stayed at her aunt's house and she is well past retirement age, but she's doing legal stuff because she, um, I mean, she was just saying that basically she wouldn't know what to do with herself. Or, mm-hmm. uh, and so just, all of these are even just seeing the examples of my own mom and mother-in-law who are in a, in a sense retired from, you know, the mothering stage of life, but they are grandmothering. They are pouring themselves out in ministry in the church. It's like, 
we were made for work. That's it right. was it was there before the fall. So I feel like reminding your children and reminding yourself that this is a good gift. We have meaningful things to do today. And busy does not equal bad. That's right. Busy is a gift. And we, I feel like Maureen frequently um, quotes the Proverbs about like, you know, where there are where, where no, there are no ops and the, ang- the manger oxen. is clean. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, hey, yeah, it's the, the manger is messy. Actually, we have two cats. <laughs> and so it, I, our, it's like where there are there is cat hair like that is my number one arch nemesis right now is mm-hmm. cat hair mm-hmm. I feel like I am vacuuming that up all the time but there's cats and there's mm-hmm. joy with the children because of our that's right our mm-hmm. cat. Mm-hmm. Um, pardon my language but anyways um yeah. I, did, I didn't so, hear what you said. What was your language pro- excuse? <laughs> I didn't hear it. The stupid cat. Oh, stupid cat. It's <laughs> okay. They are just I'm good to know. <laughs> Go yeah, yeah, that was, that was the, that was no, no, no. But I understand. Um, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I you know, like that. And then... No, I was going to say, hold your thought, but I was thinking what you just said is so true. Like even thinking about what Paul, when, you know, when he writes in the New Testament about the older women and the younger women, and I'm talking about in First Timothy, I'm not talking about Titus, I'm talking about in First Timothy when he's talking about, you know, when women are older and he's talking about the list that they can be put on in the church to be cared for by the church if, if they don't have anybody or have no means to be cared for. But he's talking about a list, obviously, of some kind of ministry that that women past 60 could have as they're being cared for by the church. And he get, goes through a whole list of it in terms of what, you know, what they should have been prior to that, because it's not just taking care of anybody, but he's saying women who've done this, 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 and this, and this. And then he says, and then he gives a clue to what that means when he says, but I don't want the young women on the list. You know, I don't want them doing those things. And the, what he says, and I love this because he says, um, uh, let me let me get to the right verse. He says, but refuse to put younger widows on the list for when they feel sensual desires and disregard of Christ, they want to get married, thus incurring condemnation because they have set aside their previous pledge. And of course, what he's talking about there is that they think, oh, I'm going to be like the the older widows and, and I, I'm going to minister to people and I'm going to do all these things. I'm not going to get married again because, you know, of these things. And he said, no, no, be, no. Yeah. yeah. And he said, no, you're still young. You know, you're... You're going to feel some desires and then you might, you know, get resentful because you've decided to pledge yourself to having this ministry. But then the other thing he says is that and then he says, and at the same time, because he's saying that's natural for a young widow, you know, she's young and maybe she has children or whatever. It's natural for her to to get married again if her husband has died. And then um, but then he says in that in verse 13, he says, and at the same time, they also learn to be idle as they go around from house to house and not mm-hmm. merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies talking about the things not proper to mention. And then he continues and says, OK, so that, you know, it's a good thing for them to get married and to be busy at home. That's what he says. And so what you see there is what you just said, Cassie. That's what came to my mind immediately about being God wants his women to be busy. And hopefully by the time a woman has reached 60, 65 years old, she has learned to restrain herself. She has learned how to be busy. If she's godly, if if she's been doing these things as a younger woman and walking with the Lord, she's gotten to a place where she's going to use her 
what we might want to call more discretionary time. If, you know, mm-hmm. it, she's going to use that mm-hmm. wisely. She's going to look for ways to pour into the lives of the young women in her church. She's going to look for ways to be a blessing in her grandchildren's lives or, be, or to help her, her children as they need her and to mm-hmm. com- take care of her older parents if they're still alive and to, to have a ble- to be a blessing in that in their lives and their friends and people they might meet because they are taking care of their older parents. So, she, so that's what I'm saying is like God recognizes that if a woman, and I've often said to women, look, for you to, you don't wake up one day when you have your 60th birthday and, and suddenly there's a magic wand and now you're godly. No, this has to be developed when they're your children's age. What you just did and said to them was such a blessing. And as she matures and grows, then in, in your 20s and in your 30s, for you to be that kind of woman who could be put on a list to be cared for by the church. You have to have a lifestyle all these years of investing in the kingdom of God and learning these things. And it's not automatic. It's not like, oh, you know, because I would always say to my kids, you're okay, you're 15 and you're very mature, but you're only as mature as a 15 year old. And I know a lot more about being 15 because now I'm, you know, 36, then you knew it, you know, then you do now. So you got to listen to me. I'm just saying it's ongoing. You know, we never really arrive until he takes us home. So that was just such great what you said. I like, I think I completely concur with what you're saying about um, just like now the work that you allow the Lord to do in your life. And as you submit yourself to him, that is preparing you for the work that you have in the future. That's right. And I I think so many times we believe like, well, when I have time, (laughs) when I, you know, this is how I'm going to be. And that's something I've even thought with like, oh, I want to, when I was a young mom and just thinking, man, when I, am older, like I am going to hold these mom's babies who are, who just have lots of babies all around and help them. And then you get there and you're like, well, it would be more comfortable for me to do this other thing I want to do. And it's like, no, if I don't do this now, right. if I don't flex this muscle, it's going to atrophy. Right. So I need to keep snatching, you know, mom's little babies who are, who are just like, oh, that'd be wonderful to have someone else hold my crying baby for a minute so I can yeah. eat a plate of food or do this. It's just, it's something that we, we yeah. can aspire to, but if we don't flex those muscles, they really do atrophy. That's and if right. we do, the Lord takes it and blesses it in ways that we can't even imagine. I feel like in this season, I'm so thankful in homeschooling, just how it's like, okay, we had a lot of years, um, that it homeschooling was a lot harder. It's still hard, mm-hmm. but it was just like I I don't know. I had a toddler walking on the papers, and I had you know this kid couldn't read, so mm-hmm. she couldn't do anything unless mm-hmm. I was sitting there with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because in God's kindness we we push through the the hard things. Like all of us were grown by it, and right, so now. Right. There's even more joy in what we're doing rather than being like, well, that's hard. I'm going to avoid. And therefore, that growth that could have come is never going to come. Right. Um, anyway, and this is kind of the last thing thinking about transition. I feel like um, us as women 
as there are more um, demands put on our time from summer to fall, we can really get, I, this is me, I get a scarcity mentality. Now, certainly we want to be wise about what we do with our time and how we order our days. Mm -hmm. But when I say a scarcity mentality, it's just like feeling anger or bitterness towards people asking more of us, whether that be in the church, whether that be in our our children, our husband. Um, And, and so I can just feel like I'm already giving so much, like how (laughs) dare anyone ask any more of me. Um, but I was really, I'm, I'm reading through, I talked about this in the New Testament with a group of teen girls mm-hmm. um, in our church. And we just did Ephesians. And this scripture passage, the, the Spirit really impressed this upon my heart. The God being rich in mercy, mercy this is Ephesians chapter 2, mm-hmm. verse 4. Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead and our transgressions made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his kind, grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Mm. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not as a result of work so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good work, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. And so rather than be like, how dare you ask more of me? Mm-hmm. I long to more and more say, this is what I was created for. Mm-hmm. These are the good works that God has prepared mm-hmm. beforehand so that I would walk in them and welcome these things in and not, not in a way that I'm prideful, like look what I'm doing because it's clear here, not a result of work. So no one would boast. This is all just grace from God that I even have good things to serve other people to do with my mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's like, I'm not going to shrink back. I want to be wise. And that's what I have to ask the Lord for wisdom to know how to order my time and my days. Um, and I certainly don't want to disorder things where I'm pouring myself out in places that actually are not my primary ministry. The Lord's called me to. Sure. But, um, but I want to be available, and I want to welcome opportunities to to do the good work that the Lord has for yeah, me. Yeah, and, and so I feel like, yeah. No, no, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, that's and that's just a huge thing in transition of just embracing what's new. What it, what mm-hmm. is the new thing the Lord has for me in this time? Well, and I was just going to say, and then those things that you do, you're teaching, and because your children, as you you know, as you walk by the way, as you sit in your house, as you rise up, you talk about those things with them too. You know, where they see, mm-hmm. or the things that they can come alongside and help you with in terms of, yes. you know, when you're reaching out to a family, we're going to make this meal for them because this, or or we're going to do this, and where there, it's not like you're doing always doing things, uh, and they have to be like somewhere else, but no, where they they're part of that and seeing that heart yes. for that. And then, too, as you walk with the Lord, which I know you do, I know Maureen does, I know Grace Anna does, I know um, D- Diana and, and Marilyn do, and, th- and then God gives, it shows you, it, it, I don't know, as you walk with Him, 
you know, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way while we Amen. do his goodwill. He abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. And I was thinking about how Jesus, when he was with his disciples, you know, like when they were feeding all the people and they're saying, you know, how, you know, we, you send them away and let them go to the town and get something. And Jesus says, no, you give them something to eat. And then like, what do you have? And then they're like, you know, <laughs> trying to figure that out. And of course, he's showing them his power and how he takes care of people. But then when they're fed, and they're taken care of then he takes them to a lonely place and he takes care of them and that's and god does that with us too you know he and, <laughs> and that his example before that even it's like what uh was the, one of the times john the baptist yeah died had been beheaded mm-hmm. and he's he's so grieved but and then these people come to him wanting more mm-hmm. and he has compassion on them it's just so the opposite of in our flesh, mm-hmm. how we want to respond to the needs that are before us. It's like, no, I'm sad, and you need to do not have needs. Say, you know, get your needs away from me. And it's like, no, he had compassion on them, even in that I know state. And you're like, oh my goodness, to be more like you. That's how right. glorious. And he promises we will be like, which is what a great promise. Mm-hmm. Like, be our impatience. And our frailty and our sinful responses, like we are not going to live in this forever. Mm -hmm. And we just see him shine all the greater, too, when we're tired and we're. Um, don't think we have mm-hmm. one more thing to give. Mm-hmm. And if, and again, if it's of the Lord, then it's just like when we're weak, he's strong. He pr- he shows himself. It's not about you anyway. It's yes. about what I'm going to yes. do through you. And even in our... our well, and how yeah. often he has to take us there. That's right. To show it is him. It's his strength, right? Right. In Christ Jesus' strength, not in our strength. And that's where we like to... We like to operate out of our own strength, even though exhausting and frustrating and fruitless. That's um, right. I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, that, oh, yeah, that's, but, that's oh, so that's good. good. Well, I love that. I just love what you share. All of the, all of it, all of it. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this <laughs> so I can take notes. <laughs> Even I'm gonna that, have to go back and listen to it. I'm like, well, I wrote down, I, I, I want to, okay. let me just say this, hold your thought. I wrote down the scarcity, scarcity mentality. Now, now I love that phrase. And you mean that in terms of like define that that's like thinking you don't have enough time and I got to hold on enough, to nobody. it. I just need to, I just need to like, hold on to everything real close and don't let anybody try and take anything. More from me <laughs> I, just have, I don't have enough. There's, yeah, we're just things of said, so, um, I love that. I love that. Uh, oh, but I was going to say too, just thinking in transition, it's like, um, going to bed earlier, having mm-hmm. your kids go to bed earlier, making sure people are getting a full night's sleep, mm-hmm. making sure that even though you're busy, that you prioritize time in the word. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been the biggest thing where you're like, you can plan, you can do, you can set up. And unless the Lord blesses it, it mm-hmm. is vain frustration. So mm-hmm. ask his blessing, stay in his word, um, and make that a priority as you're laying out the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Um Get outside, have everybody get some physical activity, like just mm-hmm. because you, there's more mental labor to do and maybe more like laundry folding that means even more so you have to be intentional about some time outside Mm -hmm. working up the sweat 
uh, you and the kids. Mm-hmm. And I love how you'd be like, I'll play tag with the kids. They love that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not super great about that, but I will, I'll go on walks with them. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, thanks. But, um, it's just the but, simple things, though, that they love. I mean, you know, really. I mean, like, well, just, and even the things they don't necessarily want to do, mm-hmm. it's not like we end happily walking together talking about things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know this wasn't your first pick, but I feel like even, even so, it still bears fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just feel, and then as going into the healthy eating and the vanity thing, I think it's beauty is a real thing. Like God did create beauty Mm -hmm. and, and aging and stuff. These are actual effects of the fall. So it's not like we are supposed to be like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't even see these things. Like, yeah, no, (laughs) we all, Every girl wants to be pretty. That's just of course. Natural, yep. right? So it's so taking care of yourself is not a bad thing. And we were made but in a garden. Have, we were made in a garden. We Let's not forget yeah. that. <laughs> Man was and made in the, have, from the dirt. We were made in a beautiful garden. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so and go ahead. Have resurrection bodies that are not going to have blemishes. That's right. And and like so this this is not bad and we don't have to be like platonic and act like the body and soul are separate and you know Mm -hmm. it's a real thing to want to care for your body Mm -hmm. um that being said if you have the amount of time on your hands that you can obsess about it Mm. and be like filling your mind with images from instagram Mm -hmm. and storing your treasure away in your appearance I mean, that's, so we have freedom in Christ, right? Like we're Mm -hmm. not, there's not a set dollar amount that you can spend on your appearance, but there, there are a lot of good things to spend money on. And so you want to ask the Lord for wisdom about how Mm -hmm. to spend your time and money with regard to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, yeah, take care of yourself. And that goes into, to exercising like Mm -hmm. that's something you can even ask an older woman or other women in your church like hey this is kind of my schedule for for exercise and for does this seem like a good setup right now Mm -hmm. i'm i've started lifting weights because Mm -hmm. we've got the whole setup in the garage (laughs) and that's what jeremy's doing and i can't really do my you know little boot camp with my buddies because wait yeah you gotta yeah, get up and get, changing you know, dynamic of your home yep changing dynamic so I, right. i'm doing that and then i'm i'm swimming laps some cardio some strength whatever but it is not like i do these things so i can live a healthy life so i can be able to load things in and out of the trunk of my car and mm-hmm. carry bags of groceries in and Lord willing, one day, if Jesus hasn't returned and I'm still alive, pick up my grandkids and play with them. That's so, right. um, uh, yeah, I just think like your your heart, as with so many things, is the is is the key. That's the important part of it is wanting to honor Him. So, seeking, yeah, people who know you, um, mm-hmm. and then with food, yeah, that is just like I feel like keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, Right, like have lean meats, uh, 
mm-hmm. as whole, grains, like whole grains or not, mm-hmm. veggies, fruits, like just have it all in your meal. Limit, limit the sweets. Which in our family is like that means you only get one or two sweets a day. Cass said you've always been the queen of healthy meals, so Uh, I try. I do try, but it's like it is simple. Yeah, but yours are yours are healthy and delicious. You know that's what's really good. I mean, mine are too, but you know. (laughs) My mother-in-law is saying this because I try to turn up the volume and speak around. Know what's going on? They're they're basically healthy, but they are not always delicious. Oh man! I, so I try and have we try to eat fish once a week, okay? Yeah. Which is basically in our house. It's like the kiss of death. Like the people, mm. the kids will be like, "What are we having for dinner?" And I'm, I'm like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear don't, your response. Don't you think every so, mu- every wife doesn't like to be asked what's for dinner? And when right. it, sometimes. <laughs> It's just like, I mean, here I am, 65 years old, and so, and it's just most of the time with Carl, and he says, oh, so what's for dinner tonight? And I'm like, don't ask me that. <laughs> and I love I making. For Jeremy, I'm like, he's like, I'll say, I'll, you know, um, you know, can I get you some lunch? And this is always like, well, what did you have? <laughs> like, I've We've got had some that secret. I'm having like sirloin and you know bake I'm like I had peanut butter and jelly okay <laughs> that's what I had and I know you don't like that actually he really peanut butter and jelly right so, right um, right anyways yeah bless bless us all so <laughs> no so last night literally for dinner we had cod that I like oven fried mm-hmm. whatever that means and um I just boiled some egg noodles and I steamed broccoli and, and, what, and did the kids like the cod? Because was that no, different people, than what you used to do? Literally, I don't know if it was just one kid or more than one that was literally crying at the table. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. But then the spaghetti is good. I'll grill salmon. We have grilled chicken breast. Um, but I just, it's like, I try to have a definitely, you know, protein and vegetables at dinner. Yeah. I don't have ruined it every dinner you've got to have carbs just because these people sure. eat like they're collegiate football players right like, okay you gotta you fill them up to fill, you've got to fill them with something um but as i tell my kids and kids who come through my doors like what's the most important thing about the food we eat it's that we receive it with gratitude mm-hmm. it is from god's hand we receive the food we have with gratitude and it is so easy to get caught up into I, wanting to eat a certain way or have certain foods. And I'm not against that. Right. I, I think there are rocks on both sides. You can be lazy and not make your family vegetables because you're being lazy. Right. Don't be lazy. You, you can buy frozen vegetables very cheaply. And well, and you can make a salad every season. night. <laughs> you can make a, you can throw lettuce in a bowl and, mm-hmm you know, easy things on top. Like you just don't need to overthink it. And right. it's okay for people in your family to say, it's not my favorite. I'm tired of having this <laughs> or it's not my favorite. And sure. Like ask other people for inspiration. How mm-hmm, do you mm-hmm. make a, a healthy balanced meal? But actually what's most important is that we all receive the food we have with gratitude. That's right. That honors the Lord. So that's right. Um, you know, speaking of this eating healthy, you know, it's so funny. I'll tell you this. Um, you know how Grant, 
my, I mean, you know, Grant, but people who might not li- yeah. be listening, my son Grant, he's a strength coach and he got us, you know, his dad and me lifting. Well, it's been four years now and, um, and it's been great and it's been awesome. But he's also like very concerned about, you know, what we eat. It's like, are you my dad now? (laughs) But it never fails. And it's a big joke with him and his wife and Carl and me, because if Carl and I, on the off chance that we decide, you know what, we really want to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, and we just want to get, you know, some fried chicken. And it never fails. It's almost like, how does Grant know that we're pulling into Kentucky Fried Chicken? Because he'll call us. And I was like, don't answer oh, that. Man. It's Grant. We're going to have to say we're Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> like, like a child. Yeah. It's become a big joke. So now sometimes when Grant calls, he says, oh, are you pulling in a Kentucky Fried Chicken? It's like, actually, yeah, no. Jamie, <laughs> lots of people in the family. Because Jeremy's like, Grant's really getting on to me for like going to Chick-fil-A too much. But like, look <laughs> how much protein is in the chicken sandwich. And <laughs> Anyways, apparently Grant, he's trying to whip everybody in the shape. I know. Um, Dee and I talk about like the guilt. We're okay. He's guilting us not to have ice cream, but we're going to have it. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. Oh, yeah. But anyway. He does what he he can with us. He tries. That's right. That's right. And he's he's the best. I mean, he's just the best. I was like, okay, Grant, are you going to call me? If I want Grant to call me, all I have to do is like start to eat fried chicken and I'm going to get a phone call. <laughs> so, oh, it's man. funny, but anyway. But yeah, so no, but, go ahead about the last night I was and just saying, you do well. And how'd you, you handle that? Right? If you if you eat healthy, that's right. That's and, right. Oh, the crying at the table. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I had made a. Um, Oh, what was it? Do you balance it, it out with like like a fantastic dessert or no? I that's exactly what happened last <laughs> night. Last night we had it was like um, chocolate chip oatmeal bars. Oh, like wow. it was basically a, an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie, but I'm too lazy to drop them one by one on the sheet, so they're always just in a. <laughs> I just put the whole thing in cookie the pan, pan and bake it and cut it up. No, but, but people love um, that. Yeah, that's great. They do. And so that, that dried the tears. Up. Um, yeah. If I know I'm feeding them like a really. <laughs> Something they don't like. Yeah. yeah. Healthy meal. Then I will be like, mm, here's a little something sweet to, you know, <laughs> take the edge off. Have of you life. wash it down. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, you so- know, I mean, it's funny, but like here, I'm in a house full of girls. Mm-hmm. There are just there are tears just on a regular basis about life about just about anything you could think of exactly and so I always just take your advice to heart like just because that one's know, crying I don't need to cry yeah. doesn't mean you need to cry so that applies to you know tweens and teens and ten year olds and eight year olds too and and that goes with the whining thing it's like if you if you don't want your children to whine, first of all, don't give in right. just because someone's upset. And yeah, if you if you want to get more whining, just give them right. what they want. It's effective. They it's effective. That's why they do right? it. Right. It's effective. It works. And then <laughs> I I ask my kids to change their tone. I'm like I like please don't say that that way. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes 
just like mimicking them so they can hear what it sounds like. Not in a mocking way, but just right. like, hey, this, this is what your voice sounds like right now. Right, right. Um, That's effective to do that. You don't whine. You don't be a whiner. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I find myself being like, Ugh. it's like, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, if you're, you're setting the tone, is your tone one of gratitude and contentment? Like, mm-hmm. uh, make sure it is because, yeah, it really sets the tone for that, um, the whole house. But, That's right. I mean, and that being said, we all understand eating stuff you don't want to eat and having work you don't want to do and, it's like, that's life, but also what a sweet thing it is when a mom says, like, I have one kid who's really struggling with just, like, not wanting to do schoolwork, yeah. really not wanting to do it. And today I was like, you know what, I'm going to sit with you extra long and help you extra mm-hmm. um, make those flashcards or just do, I'm going to help, like, bear the burden a little mm-hmm, bit with mm-hmm. you. And that's not always the case, but what a, like, sweet thing to be able to to do that sometimes in those moments be like I get it I'm here mm-hmm, I, I'd mm-hmm. like to take the edge off of life for you because the Lord does that for us right so much right um, well you said you a minute ago and I think I cut you off and I wanted to hear because you you when I asked you about how you handled the whining at the dinner table with the cod and stuff but you started to say something like you know how you f- how you food affects how you feel so I wanted you to oh you, I literally I literally it was the dessert it's like I I had the dessert I I mean I just I did not I was like you're you're crying and that's fine like but you can either cry and the food can get colder and I promise it won't taste better the colder it gets or you could just eat it now and once you have we have I've got dessert for you so no but but, and then you were going to say something about how the food affects how we feel I thought you were going to say something maybe I oh yes no 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 I just talked about with eating healthy like you can you can pay attention to hey actually I, we're all feeling really sluggish and, you know. <laughs> That's because we like, ate 10 to, Reese's Cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to think about, like, if we're, you're eating, like, heavy fried foods too right. often or, you know, high-fat high meats or not getting enough whole grains in mm-hmm. your diet. Like, that's going to that's gonna affect you. And then you, I don't think that's something you should ignore. Because right. uh, somebody mentioned this, that we just had our women's retreat. Like, we are embodied souls. They're not two separate things. And getting enough sleep, getting exercise, eating well, these are ways, these are helpful, not just to your physical body, but to your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, we can see the sin that we slip more easily into when we have mm-hmm. not, been, not been prayed up, not been, not slept, not taken care right. of, you know, ourselves. It's like, yeah, it's not. It's not a shocking thing. And we want to make sure if we are making sacrifices in any of those areas, that it is for the Lord mm-hmm. and not for like to That's watch right. more TV shows or, you know what well, I mean? The, it's yes. Like, will carry you through when you are a mom with a tiny baby who needs you in the That's night. right. That's that is, right. There is grace for that. He, there is not grace for you being foolish with your time and da-da, until unless you repent and say, Lord, I need mm-hmm, your help. Mm-hmm. Like, I am because not. you get the consequences of it. 
you get the real natural mm-hmm, consequences mm-hmm. exactly well so i love i love that about it. it makes me think about psalm 127 because i've always, always loved that verse when he says mm-hmm. he gives to his beloved even in his sleep and i remember when i was a young mom and i or and even when i was my when just when i was in the throes of mothering beginning with a young mom mm-hmm. and and so many times i wouldn't get enough sleep i, I mean f- in terms of what you should get but it wasn't because i'm like binge watching some television show it's because a baby needed me or i had a child mm-hmm. that was uh, was coughing all night because they were sick or because mm-hmm. i was finishing up work that i didn't get to during the day because i was so focused on this and i wanted to have the house decent by the time we woke up in the morning or something like that. And it, it yeah. fits with what you just said of like, Lord, please give to give to me in my sleep. Help somehow <laughs> these four hours feel like eight hours. But that's a but that's mm-hmm. a legitimate prayer when, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you've been spilled out for doing what God wants you to be busy doing. But it's not so a legitimate prayer. I'm not saying that you can't still ask God as you've repented. But but mm-hmm. the same thing is like I've just wasted all of this somehow help this you know i mean it's just a different thing to ask the lord to redeem what you've wasted even though many times Mm -hmm. in his mercy and grace he does that he does you know but um but even teaches you through it that's right that's That's right yeah so that's all i mean all that's so good i i love you know even when you were talking a little bit about what y'all talked about at your retreat it reminds me and even the stuff when we were talking about food and all of those things that our bodies you know god tells us we're to glorify god in our bodies um he tells us i mean you know when so paul talks about um you know i buffet my body and make it my slave um because he yeah. doesn't want to be disqualified in the race that god's called him to and so there is a link between taking care of this fallen body that God, because we know it's going to age, we know it's going to, um, it's going to get weaker as we get older, even if we're doing, taking care of it, but God wants us to take care of it because we're temples of the Holy Spirit. He's made our bodies. He's given them to us and it's how we function in this life. And unless he Mm -hmm. takes something away through disease or you know, whatever he allows in our lives, but it's the type of thing that we should not be throwing it away because we're stewards of our bodies. We're stewards of what we put inside our bodies and we're stewards about, you know, how we train it to operate the way it ought to operate. And and what you said earlier, Kessid, like, oh, if the Lord tarries and I'm still around, I want to be able to lift my grandchildren. Yes. And that's like, that's all the motivation, grandchildren and, and what God calls me to as an older woman is why I I need to be taking care of my body, you know, um, as much as I can so that I can run the race all the way till the Lord decides to take me home. And that's what should be all of our mindsets, because, you know, we've talked about on this podcast, you know, everything being a gift, work is a gift, you know, ministry is a gift, being single is a gift, being married is a gift, you know, all these things are gifts. And even the fact of having a body that um, that that is works is a gift and we shouldn't take mm-hmm. that for granted. We take care of it to the best that we can. Um, yeah. So I, and all of those things are just really good. And, and like keeping that, just also knowing like what, what are things that are also beautiful, like a gentle and quiet spirit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. A woman who is sure in the Lord. So mm-hmm. I think those things contribute as much literally to outer beauty as, any other, like, you can just tell, you can tell a woman who is, 
refreshed by being with the Lord and trusting mm-hmm. in him. So I, right. And that's like even more yeah. important than great skin cream. Even that's though we right. do love some good skin cream. That's <laughs> right. We do if it works, but I don't think it doesn't even yeah. work. <laughs> How many skin creams do I need to try to find the magic bullet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, and I, it reminds me, I don't know why it's coming to my mind, but it reminds me of my grandma when she used to always say, just quit being ugly. And, you know, when I was a little girl and she'd say, you know, you know, when you act like that, that's ugly and you need to be pretty. She always said pretty, not pretty. And uh, but uh, that whole mindset was always about behavior and what you it wasn't about mm-hmm. how beautiful your hair is. Like you I mean, she would say things like you can be as beautiful as the, you know, as people think you are on the outside. But the ugly is coming out, you know, and it makes yeah. you ugly. <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah, so let's be purdy. Yeah, let's yeah. be purdy. So inside and out, <laughs> as much as we can. Amen. So, but Amen. anyway, well, this has been great, Kessid, and I know that you um, t- took a little time because your kids are working on some stuff, so that we could grab time for this podcast, which I appreciate it with your busy life and uh, and all the things. I'm that- just I'm a little scared because what their science thing had to do with like cornstarch and water, and I kind of left it set up in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm about to go back and take a picture and send it to me. See what happens. Oh man! Well, let me let me close this in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for um, this time with Kessid, and I thank you just the refreshment it is to talk with my daughter-in-law and hear her heart. And I'm so proud of her, and I'm I thank you for her. I thank you that you have uh, called her to be Jeremy's helper, suitable, and you've called him to be her provider and protector and. And I, I just am thankful for their marriage, and, and I'm thankful for the way they are taken care of and parenting their children in your grace and in your love and for all the ways that you're growing them in all these areas that we've talked about today, um, as you do for all of us. Father, we love you. We trust you. We are just so grateful for um, your grace and mercy in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering From The Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.